Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another edition of the Red Carpet to Trailer Trash Podcast. Thought I'd switch it up this week from uh, I'm Ian Collins, and joining me as always is my good friend, Mr. Connor Rock. How are you doing, Connor? Wait, what do you mean you're switching it up and you're Ian Collins? No, no, I usually say welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I was not paying attention. Okay, that makes sense. I'm doing okay. Uh, how how about you? We kind of just had this conversation, but we'll do it again here. I'm doing pretty well. I'm still pretty excited that you and Kate managed to make the trek up here. Uh, ventured forth into the the COVID-ridden lands of Northern Virginia. It is probably the most irresponsible thing we've done since the beginning of this like quarantine pandemic thing. I think that's all a matter of perspective, considering your drinking habits during the pandemic. <laughs> okay, I mean, as far as being susceptible. Okay, hold on. <laughs> as, I meant as far as being like susceptible to disease, okay, not yes. destroying my kidney and liver. <laughs> I guess kidneys. I think I have two of those. You, but, uh, <laughs> you were not expecting me to just come from the fucking clouds with that one. <laughs> Not really. I didn't didn't need that call out, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We uh, we went to we saw we saw two of our other well, our other friend and his girlfriend that we met for the first time, and uh, that was like we went to like an outdoor outdoor brewery, which was good. I got maybe the kids grilled cheese, but it was good. Possibly, we're not sure. Um, yeah, and then we just played. We drank a lot and just played board games all of Saturday, and I think that was that's just a good way to spend a Saturday. Uh, boozing and board gaming. It was some good stuff. You know, in hindsight, we... Well, actually, I kind of thought about this in foresight as well. But I was thinking maybe we could record an episode, like, where we're actually in the same room and could have a real conversation without, like, the internet nonsense. But I also feel like, one, that would have been, like, kind of a waste of time. and Well, not a waste of time, but kind of a waste of time. And then also, we just don't have that kind of equipment. So we maybe one day we'll do that, but yeah, we didn't trip. we didn't really come prepared for any sort of equipment of that nature. I also don't know what we would have even talked about because we kind of just skipped that weekend for movies. But you won't notice that because we had a backlog. We still have a backlog. Let's uh, not focus on that. <laughs> Speaking of movies, though, uh, that's what we're doing here. And, uh, and because now that the movies are back, we should probably give a rundown of what the original premise of this was. Which I don't even remember. So the original premise is that we uh, we look ahead to the coming week and we take a look at the trailers and we predict whether it'll be a good movie, which is ready for the red carpet, or if it's going to be a garbage movie, in which case it is trailer trash. And then uh, in hindsight... I will, uh, if we both see the movie, we'll give our reviews, or more than likely, I will be the one seeing the movie, and then Connor will be asking me questions that he wants to know about the movie. Yeah, I usually come in, I watch the trailers, because I refuse to go to movie theaters, just not because of, like, corona or anything, this has been a long, there's a backlog of episodes, or not backlog, there's a whole, uh... Canon? Yeah, I don't want to call it canon, it's just my life. But I guess it's canon that I just I don't go to movies. As far as like back as episode one, I was talking about that. So that's that's normal. But I come in with adamant and very uh, formed, unwavering opinions about these movies based on their trailers. And then Ian usually has to either tell me 
some are easy to call, like Fantasy Island or whatever that bullshit maybe was. And then uh, Ian God, tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah, this is and, uh, and this week also we're going to talk about Nightcrawler. Did you say that just because I there's know. no? No, I was just giving the premise at this point. But yeah, yeah, there's no like. Uh, oh, you didn't say any of the movies? No, no I didn't. Bit. Huh. Well, there's nothing out in theaters right now, so we're going to talk about Nightcrawler, and then we're going to look at the previews for Tenet, uh, Unhinged, and The New Mutants. Yes. Which And I... just to correct you, uh, there are like three or four movies out in theaters this uh, already. Uh, Unhinged was actually the first movie to go back into theaters. Really? Um, yeah, and so the those are just like... Unhinged and the New Mutants are just the two biggest movies that have been released so far. Oh, so they're like already in the theater. Correct. So we're like sort of late to the game here. Uh, does uh, when does Tenet come out? Uh, it uh came out last weekend in the UK and a few European markets, and it's been doing early releases all week. But it officially opens. Uh, on Thursday evening of this week. Man, this is this is gonna be crazy because now we're gonna have to like keep up with the schedule again. Gonna have to really get on our editor about putting things out once a week. I'll talk to him. Speaking of, um, well, not <laughs> speaking of our editor slash social media manager, I I've been trying to use the Twitter more. And uh-huh. I did use it for the first time, like, Saturday or Friday. And unfortunately, it's pretty drunk. Me and Kate were, like, having a day drink, I think, and just playing some, like, uh, it might have been Luigi's Mansion then, or I don't remember what we were doing, but she just bought Luigi's Mansion. Heard it but, was uh, pretty good. Yeah, we're pretty, we're, we're early in it, and it's it's fun. I play, Did you play the first one? I remember playing the first one, but that was also... Uh, at least 15 years ago because that was on the GameCube. Yeah. Yeah, I played that one and it's pretty much like the same thing. It gets lots of nostalgia vibes and just like kind of just a fun game. I don't know. Nintendo well, that's makes that's games. pretty much why you play the, the Super Mario games at this point. Although I have yeah. heard that Odyssey is probably one of the best ones they've done. That's the one where he like throws his hat, right? I think so. Once again, and I still then, can't find a motherfucking switch. <laughs> it's uh, it's tough out there for a switch. It's a hard knock life. Switches get stitches. No, wait. Stit snitches get switches. You don't want to reward snitches like that. Uh, bitches get switches. I mean, if they know if they play their cards right. What was I saying? Oh, wait, but I do... Okay, hold on. Probably utter nonsense. <laughs> well, that, it can't be more nonsense than that was just nonsense. Um, but, so, Mario Odyssey, the one where he chucks his hat. This oh. is... I want to I want you, I wanna get your, uh, your way in here on the old internet uh, argument, I guess. Which is... So, is when he throws his hat, he becomes, like, a dinosaur or whatever it is in that game. Does that mean that Mario is just like a meat puppet and the hat's the real guy in charge? What? Like Mario, the if it, if he can throw his hat and like control a dinosaur, does that mean that the hat is really just controlling 
Like the body sack that is Mario. No. I would say that uh, it is just a part of him as like a being. Sort of so like that... sort of like how Kevin in uh, Spongebob has a crown, but it's not actually a crown. It's part of who he is. <laughs> so Mario is the, his hat, but also is Mario? Yes. Okay. Well, I hope you're ready for a second. I got another, I got a second Mario themed question cocked and loaded for you. This is also kind of an old internet uh, argument. Kate and I were talking about the other day, and she actually brought a pretty good, uh, a pretty good take to it. I want to see what you what you think. They're the Mario brothers. Yes. So, is his name Mario Mario? Like, uh, are they Mario Mario and Luigi Mario? Uh, like yeah, I'd Mario say that brothers. technically speaking, that would have to be the case. They're like, like, yeah, okay. See, that's what I was coming in with. But Kate brought this great, great point up, and she said that Mario is the last name, but it's not Mario Mario. He just goes by his last name. You, like, we, everybody has a friend in their group that they just refer to by their last name, probably. Uh, I.e. Marone, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's exactly who Kate brought up. And so it's Luigi Mario and, like... But if that's the case, Steve then what is Mario. Mario's first name? I don't know, like Steve or Dan or something. <laughs> Didn't even go with, like, something else Italian like Anthony or, or <laughs> Giovanni. Nope, go on with some, Steve. <laughs> oh, the well-known Italian plumber Steve Mario. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's it's something. Who knows? <laughs> Why not Steve? All right. Well, those are those are the the Mario question, questions of the day. Um, sorry to put you through those. They just kind of popped up. And uh, maybe maybe we uh, plumb our way into some movies. Sure, we'll we'll figure this out. What we lay the we lay the pipe on the movies. I mean, that's you. You didn't have to put it that way. That Is that was, a cool way to say something? That was not a necessary way of putting that. All right, don't worry. I'll think of something worse. No, we're good with that. I think <laughs> that that's perfectly fine. All right. So, um, Nightcrawler. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess technically this was my pick. Um, so I'll give a, a give a little synopsis here. Uh, it is story of Jake Gyllenhaal who plays Lewis Bloom, maybe something like that. Uh, who is introduced at the beginning of the movie as he's a thief. He's like the very first scene is him like stealing some fencing and then going back and selling it to a contractor, I guess. Um, and then in that scene. He makes it apparent that he wants to like try to find a career that he likes or start, uh, you know, working towards something. He doesn't want to be a thief anymore. And the contractor is like, he's he asks him for a job, and the contractor says, "No, nah, you're a thief. I'm not going to hire you." To which he's like, "Yeah, fair point." And then just through happenstance, he comes upon uh, a scene of a car wreck, kind of like a fiery car wreck on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets out, and that's where he encounters. Nightcrawlers, which I guess is just a slang for kind of film crew ambulance chasers. 
yep. who show up at scenes of accidents to get the footage and then sell that to a news station. Correct. And yep. that idea really kind of turns him on. And then the rest of the movie is him becoming a nightcrawler and just kind of going through like bolstering his career yeah turning it into a business yeah and i say that and it sounds like it's like a like a feel good anyone like phoenix from the ashes type deal but the movie is just like very dark and kind of creepy not like super creepy but it's kind of creepy just the 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 way i'd say the movie isn't creepy i'd say that he jake gyllenhaal's character is incredibly creepy. Yeah, so I guess like just the the means to the end that he's willing to take are are just kind of strange and a little off putting, but the movie just follows him as he's trying to do this, and that's 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 pretty much it. But uh, what uh, had you seen this before? I have actually seen this before. So oh, okay. Had, had oh, oh had you not seen this before? No, no, this is I've. I've so many people, a few friends. I think maybe well, I'm not. I'm not gonna say their names. Nobody knows them, but a few friends, and then I think a couple of podcasts I listen to have just really recommended this movie, or like you know, super talked it up. Oh yeah, so, I was. I'm actually surprised that you hadn't seen it before, because you're a big, uh, a big Jake Gyllenhaal guy, right? I do like Jake Gyllenhaal, but I think that happened more recently. When was it? This movie was what two years 20, ago? Twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. So like more six years ago, and yeah. So that that's kind of been like more recently. Probably in the last year, I've become a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. So this movie really, I I didn't even pay attention to it when it came out. Um, but I I I thought it lived up to the hype. I mean, the movie itself is fine, but far and away the best part of it, I think, was his performance. He absolutely carried this movie. Yeah. And I, I'm, I don't want to be, like, rude in the sense that he, like, the other actors did a good job at it. like, And the writing really set him up. But this is one of those where it's heavily dependent upon the performance of the lead character. And that's the make-or-break role. And he knocked it out of the park. And I think that... I can't think of a better person to cast in this role. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... Well, yes, I, I definitely agree with that. I didn't see the movie Joker, but I got, like, vibes. Kind of, like, from the main character. I, 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 like, I don't know. You can correct me on that. but So maybe Joaquin Phoenix would have done well. Um, I'm sure he could have, but I still... This is one where, like... It, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is more of like a crazy person. It's typically the way that he uh, he is better at portraying. Whereas the Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, does a better job with like the more disturbed person. Yeah, because he he's much more. I think disturbed is a good way to put it, and he's you know methodical and very just. He is the front. he is the definition of a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah, just just kind of, you know, smart guy, driven guy, but just weird and very un, uh, unempathetic and uncaring about pretty much anybody. But yeah, so first first viewing, I, I definitely liked it. Um, 
and really, I mean, the the biggest talking point is is Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. Um, I guess we could kind of spoil it a little bit, but there's really not a lot to say. At least I, mean, I don't think so. As long as so. you don't discuss like the final, what happens in the final act, then. Yeah, and I but I mean I I don't I I kind of expected it to be a little different, but just based on the description. As far as I thought he was going to start, like, causing the accidents or killing people to take the, the footage. And I guess yeah. he kind of causes an accident, one of them. Um, but I don't, I don't know how much, like, it's not him, like, trying to create a bunch of work. And, like, it is, it does suggest that he goes around and starts doing it regularly, whereas it's more like one massive incident that he gets, uh, gets a video record of. Yeah, and you, even that he has a much more indirect hand. Yeah, it's I mean, more you know, of like a it's more of like a Rube Goldberg type situation where he he sets it all in motion. Like what he does, he's ultimately probably responsible for it, but it's not exclusively his fault. Like he isn't actively trying to do it. Yeah, I think maybe maybe legally you go chain of causation. Uh, he is still responsible, but it's not. I thought it was going to be more along the lines of he's out there killing people, getting the footage. And but he's, the... he's, uh, he's sort of like, what was that movie we watched? Road to Perdition? Jude Law's character? Yeah, yeah, like killing people and then taking their pictures. I thought he was going to evolve into Jude Law's character. That's a good uh, yeah. good comparison. But not so much, but it was still it was still fine. And I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> Honestly, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. I mean... It was just, it was a good movie. It lived up to the hype. Yeah, this is one I think I saw. It was, I saw it back uh, uh, in college when it came on Netflix because it wasn't, I don't think it got a whole lot of hype when it had come out. I think a lot of people were saying it was a really good movie, but that it was like, it wasn't quite like the top 10 of the year, but it was still one of the better movies that came out that year and that like Jake Gyllenhaal was snubbed uh, for an Oscar nomination was one of the things that I remember being said about it. And so it, it was on Netflix, I think the following year and it went, it it was, that was when I watched it the first time. And it's just, it, it, I was surprised at how much I liked it because I'm not like Jake Gyllenhaal's movies. I am not as big of a fan just because it like, I feel unsettled a lot of times while I'm watching it. That's, Probably probably a fair uh, feeling. I mean, I honestly because the, the last one we watched was a Velvet Buzzsaw, which was I don't know it was it was a movie it was alright. Um, that looks like he, someone needed a paycheck. Like the concept, <laughs> I think we just, we don't need to get back into the Velvet Buzzsaw, but I'll say that the concept itself was very interesting, but everything other than that was meh. yeah execution wasn't super great. But yeah, it is what it is. I think Jake Gyllenhaal was still fine in it. But yeah, maybe maybe that's why he did it. Um, but his his character really reminded me of like there's was when I was like in fifth grade. There was this one kid in my class who would just like at lunch get the ketchup packets and then just like suck down ketchup packets, Ugh. just like kind of tear them and just like full mouth over them and just squirt is them into like, his mouth. Is that like all he had for lunch? 
Was... No, he had like a normal lunch. He wasn't like like starving or you know he was he was he was all, all other aspects of his lunch were there. Like he had like a home lunch or he would get lunch, but he would always get like I don't know like six ketchup packets and just eat them. And for whatever reason, that's the vibe I got from Jake Gyllenhaal's character in this. Have you ever met somebody like that? Just somebody who's like... Like, he was a normal kid in all other aspects, but he just did some really fucking weird stuff. I don't I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know that there were kids that would, like, drink the ranch dressing, which was always disgusting to me. Um, uh. Then I, I have another friend. He told me that apparently when he was uh, in kindergarten his favorite sandwich was just a mustard sandwich so his mom would just pack him two pieces of bread with mustard in between them and the teacher one day asked like do i need do uh, like are you okay like do i need to call somebody and she's like no i swear this is what he likes this is what he asks for i don't know what else to tell you (laughs) that would That'd be so weird as a parent, just the teacher being like, um, look, the mustard sandwich thing, and just having to be like, I know, but my kid's just weird. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of in the same boat. All right. Uh, but yeah, do you have any other, any other Nightcrawly thoughts? No, and uh, see, the shame with this is like, it's, it's just more of a character study of a total sociopath. I will say that the the scene that really stood out to me like very early on is when he's like very methodically saying how that he like explaining in the negotiation about what he wants and what he demands for his services uh when he's talking to the news uh the news channel agency yeah and it just, it's very like it really gives you an insight into like who he is and how he sees himself yeah, and just like his his way of thinking, which is just kind of, you know, in like if I I have no shame about trying to like you know get a leg up or try to, try, I have no shame in pro- like projecting what my goals are and telling people that just directly. And I, I like I don't know until the end, because at that point in the movie he's still kind of like okay this is guys he's a little weird but like at least he's. Genuine. I don't th- if I remember he hasn't done anything like reprehensible until like the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so like all through it you're I mean it it definitely like shows like some of the conversations he has with his partner or like the news lady. You're like, "Oh, this guy's like there's a point in the movie where you you stop being like, "Oh, this guy's like very just kind of like driven and straightforward and blunt or whatever to be like, oh no, he's he might be a sociopath, and then you're like, oh yeah, he's definitely a sociopath. You go from thinking he might be like slightly autistic to being like, no, he's just a sociopath. Yeah, and that's and it, it was good. I thought the pacing of that was good. Yeah, it really built effectively. Yeah, a really good movie. I definitely say ready for the red carpet. One hundred percent. If you haven't seen it, go go check it out. Now, speaking of Nightcrawler, see, I could go two ways. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do, no, I'm gonna do both segues. I think, I think we have to go to the New Mutants, speaking of Nightcrawler. Yeah, that was, was going to be one of mine, and then the other one was going to be talking about Unhinged, because he was un, he gets like unhinged in, in Nightcrawler. But yeah, we, let's start with the New Mutants. 
okay. so I've been talking a lot. You go for it. Well, I actually wanted you to start because, fun surprise, I went and saw this over the weekend. Oh, shit. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen a bit about this movie for a while now, but never until I watched the trailer just today did I really understand what it was. I thought it was just some X-Men reboot just based on the title. I'll be honest, I remember, like, I just rewatched the the trailer right before we started. I remember having seen the previews back in, like, February, but I had completely forgotten what the plot was before I went into it, and frankly, I think that was probably for the best, but I'll explain why once you, uh, once you give your thoughts on it. Okay, um, yeah, so it, it looks like it's, uh... I guess it's set in the X-Men universe. I don't know. Marvel does stuff with mutants, but I think they're all in the X-Men universe. I'm not a nerd. I don't know. Oh, I am a nerd. I'm not that much. Oh, okay. Well, for that, yeah. I'll give a quick explanation. The, it's all in the same universe, but they didn't like haven't con- hadn't converged it because it's technically owned by 20th Century Fox, which is now owned by Disney, which Marvel, which is also owns Marvel. But for a long time, 20th Century Fox was making the mutant, the X-Men movies, which gave them the copyright over mutant. Uh, It's sort of like how Sony owned the rights of Spider-Man, because that's the only way that Marvel could keep it afloat, keep itself afloat uh, back in the late 90s, was they had to sell off the IP to a bunch of uh, movie studios. And so that's why you got a bunch of, like, the X-Men movies and the uh, Spider-Man movies in like 98, 99, 2000. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I did know that. I just, I didn't know, well, I didn't know all that in detail. But I knew X-Men couldn't be with Marvel. I didn't know that or Disney finally bought him out. Um, but, so, this is, this is mutants in the X-Men sense of, of mutants. I didn't know if Marvel had like other comics that were based around mutants but weren't tied to X-Men. Yeah, kind of. They're called Inhumans which is something Uh, slightly different. They look into that a little bit more in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Okay. But I think that that might... That that one gets sort of campy, and I'm not really sure. And Humans also is more like the Black Bolt and, uh, like, the that family associated with it but that's getting really into the weeds of yeah i don't even know i don't know who that is um but anyway so new mutants it takes place at some type of hospital uh quote unquote maybe um and there's just a, a group of kids with different mutant powers and uh it's it seems to be the story of them trying to escape this kind of you know, sketchy hospital, and it's done in a sort of horror or thriller movie type way, which I was not expecting. Um, other than that, like, I really, the trailers left it pretty ambiguous, you know, um, I don't know a whole lot about uh, mutants or, you know, this, this universe, so I can't really be like, oh, well, this is this character, and uh, it's just kind of, I, I think it's a very interesting take and a fresh take, which I'm excited about. Um, other than that, though, I can't really say too much. So why don't you fill me in? Uh, so I will say that I was very surprised. This I actually this was actually one of the better like PG thirteen 
horror movie style movies I've seen. But that also could just be the fact that I'm also a sucker for a superhero movie. Um, okay. The the opening scene is is pretty effective. Gets you caught off guard. Um, the I will say that it's kind of spoiled that it shows like. In the trailer, it really shows what all of the abilities they have are, which is all, which is sort of like if you don't know what they are going into it, then that's like the reveals of those are a lot more interesting and it gets like okay. it's engaging and like that helps to keep your attention as it's revealed. Like, the this is a lot of exposition, but like that's the engaging part and the interesting part about it is learning more about these characters and why why they're in this area, uh, as well as figuring out what's sort of the underlying horror, like what's going on. But also that is kind of ruined in and of itself by some of the the language that's spoken in the trailer, which is uh, it states outright that it's bringing your worst fears to life. Yeah, and it it because the entire time you're like, well, I know that whatever's happening here is definitely happening because they brought what's her face, the new girl there. Uh, her character name is Danny, but the entire time you're like, what is it that she's doing that's fucking with everyone so much? And then like it gets it, it explained in full there. Whereas all it says for, like, the first hour is that it's just a psionic energy uh, jolt. Like, it's an increase in psionic energy that's affecting everyone. Um, Just like, that's like Professor X type deal, right? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, The story itself is just kind of okay. The characters don't have a lot of depth to them. Although having like these more tragic backstories and then the way that that backstory has clearly affected them moving forward is something that I, I think that they did really well and the way that they like have these characters designed. Now I, I think that the main reason for that is that these are probably characters that actually did exist in the Marvel universe uh, but I'm not especially familiar with any of them. And the it, 90 minutes was probably about right. They honestly could have cut another 10 minutes or so off of it. But the Anya Taylor-Joy pay, plays the, like, this, the no-bullshit Russian girl who I think in the trailer says that she's killed 18 men. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, she is my favorite character. She's the most interesting. Uh, she also has the most tragic backstory. Uh, honestly, the one I cared the least, cared the least about was the, was the main character, Danny Moonstar, I think her name was. I'll, sure. And uh Maisie Williams I'll be honest Maisie Williams was just kind of I was just kind of meh about her character um Charlie Heaton's character is the he did a great job as like a southern like Kentucky coal miner type kid 
but he didn't have a very big part. The doctor who's in charge played her role perfectly and relayed the, the, the her position and like her character incredibly effectively. Um, yeah, there's not really much else to say. Like it was, it, it did, it, it was interesting that they took more of a, a thriller approach and I think it would have been better if they'd have gone R-rated, but also I'm not sure if that would have hit the audience they were going for with it, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and do you think, because you kind of hinted at this, but do you think they gave away too much in the trailer? Having 100% seen it? I do. Okay. Well, that's, so, but like not as bad. Because <laughs> for whatever reason, this kind of reminded me of Fantasy Island. I know we just talked about that, but not not as bad as that movie. <laughs> oh, no, this movie I actually thought was like fairly decent. Okay, well, that's... uh. I don't know. That's exciting. Like I said, I was, I was. It was nice to see a fresh take on because we haven't, we haven't seen any. I don't think horror superhero movies. I mean, Blade maybe off the top of my head. Uh, do is this like? Are, do you think this cast of characters is going to be latched into the MCU now? I, I think they might, but also it's it's hard to tell because usually they would do that based upon. Uh, success of this movie because it isn't technically a part of that it's the only thing they admit they like talk about mutants and Professor Xavier amongst the people there like the the characters discuss them and so it's yeah. in that universe but there hasn't been any clear suggestion that the X-Men will be in the MCU okay alright well uh, all in all what'd you think I'd say it's it's ready for the red carpet. It's something okay. where I would suggest you. It's not something I would recommend you go and in the theaters to see, but it's definitely something that's worth a watch. All right, uh, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's go to Unhinged next. All right. So did you sneak out and see this one too? No, I thought about it, but decided that I really didn't care. So <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah, we were talking about needing a paycheck earlier with Jake Gyllenhaal and Velvet Buzzsaw, and that's kind of how I feel about this movie. Um, I got bored watching the trailer. Uh, I guess it's kind of an interesting new thriller type movie, you know, it hasn't... I gotta say, the trailer that was far more engaging was watching Russell Crowe tell me to go back to the theaters to watch this movie. Wait, what? Have you seen that? I thought I sent it to I thought I sent it like a week or two ago. But it's it was just a video of him talking about like how you need to go back to the movie theaters to watch this. Uh no, like no. How, yeah, it's I'll send it to you again <laughs> after we're done recording. It was that was far more uh compelling of a case to be made for me to go back go and watch that in theaters. Uh, than the trailer itself was. Yeah, because okay, yeah, it, I think pros. It's a new. It's a kind of a new take. It's a. I haven't seen a road rage thriller. Cons. It's a road rage thriller, and I just I don't think it's interesting at all. Like I don't. I get that this is a situation that they're maybe being like, oh man, it could happen to anybody, but I don't care. I didn't care. It's 
I didn't care about one one goddamn thing I saw in this trailer, and I was honestly surprised to see Russell Crowe's lead, you know, or lead villain role in this, because I I was under the impression he was doing okay for himself, but maybe not. Uh, well, for one, dude's definitely packed on quite a few pounds. Um, oh yeah, but two. He, I think that he is, this is going to be another one where he carries the movie. Like, that. that's the impression I got from this. Because nothing about the chick herself, like the main woman or her kid, or any of the side characters that happen to pop up throughout the trailer, are even remotely interesting. He himself, though, like the way he delivers it, like, I'm going to show you what it's really like to have a bad day. Like, that, that's just, like, ch- chilling to think that he's just out there having clearly fucking snapped. And something, like, so small as a person honking at him uh, in traffic did it. So the... I, I think that he... He could make it potentially, like, engaging and interesting to watch just because of... He's a great actor, and he like has the skill set to be able to make that character compelling. But I don't think I think he's working. Uh, he's he's going uphill, and it's an uphill battle. And I don't think he can he can really manage it. Yeah, I just think I mean, I I'm not a super big fan of Russell Crowe, honestly. Outside of Gladiator, I don't really off the top of my head can't picture roles that he. I guess was he Superman's dad, maybe. Uh, yes, I believe so. He was also in. Uh, he was also won an Oscar for a Beautiful Mind. Oh uh, yeah, Beautiful Mind. Okay, so uh, I mean, I, but I'm still not like a super big fan. He was I also agree. Uh, Javert in Les Misérables. I've never seen Les Mis. Uh, I didn't want to sit through like a seven hour musical. It's like three hours, and it's good. You should watch it. He's also in the Nice Guys. Is the other one that I I remember. I don't think I remember that one. But anyway, like, I'm not doubting his chops as an actor. I'm just not his biggest fan, you know? <laughs> You'll um, love this one. He was also in Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot Noah existed. Uh, what Robin a crazy... Hood. I have... I'm trying to... He's oh, in Robin he... Yeah. Oh, like uh, the new... Yeah. From like Maybe 2010. Maybe it's not the newest. Yeah. Uh, he was also... And this is one that I forgot about. He was, uh, I believe, the main character, or not the main character, the like the secondary character in American Gangster behind Denzel Washington. I don't think I've ever seen that either. Oh, you need to watch that. That's a great fucking movie. I think I've heard good things about it. I just never. I don't know. Isn't it? It's kind of like a crime drama, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's a it's a gangster movie. You got yeah. Denzel Washington as a mob boss. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's but back to the the Irishman conversation we had. I've never really liked gangster movies, but uh, maybe maybe one day I'll check it out. I am watching a lot more movies these days. Uh, anyway, TLDR is Russell Crowe, good actor, but I just think this concept is while it is like, yeah, this it, like there are crazy people that exist in the world, and that part of it's kind of creepy. I don't want to watch an hour and a half, two hour movie about it, and I just I find that very kind of boring uh that is fair yeah unless you got any more i feel like we should move on to tenant which is probably the biggest uh name here on the list oh 100 
Uh, ironically enough, we started this uh, about a year ago with one of the best movies of the year. And we're restarting as movies return with what's probably going to be the best movie of the year in Tenet. So Tenet is, I'm going to be seeing it on Thursday. It stars John David Washington and uh, your doppelganger, Robert Pattinson. Old, old Batman himself. Uh-huh. What a fucking year this is going to be for our Pat. He's really uh, turned it around. Because I don't know what else he did up till this point. I guess The Lighthouse. Yeah. He did this... I remember a few years ago he did that movie, uh, Water for Elephants. Yeah, that, that was like a while ago, though, wasn't it? That was like yeah, right it was after like 2013, 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Did you see that picture of him with like the really weird haircut where he just has like that patch in the back of his head? No. <laughs> well, I think Kate has it. I'll have to have her send it to you. He has been... The thing that Kate and I do often is like, we well, not... It, she, she mostly does it. She happens upon this stuff of just Robert Pattinson being an absolute like nut job. Like, have you read those the the tweets? Or like, <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, about I like have. the cooking the cooking thing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how to explain that, but if you go out and Google like Robert Pattinson cooking article, you'll probably get there. And it's just him and a reporter, like he's trying to make like macaroni and cheese, and it's just ludicrous. Like I can't I cannot do it justice by describing it. Uh, yeah, if you're listening, you should go check that out. But anyway, yeah, it's a, it's going to be a big year for him considering he's just been kind of doing bonkers stuff lately. Yeah, he uh, another great story is that he actually scared off his uh, his stalker by just being himself and taking her out to dinner. Oh, uh, I think you sent that recently to like the group chat or something. Because, yeah, it's like he, he just asked his stalker on a date and then she stopped stalking him. What a What a hero. <laughs> basically the exact opposite of like michael kane who just acts and then he's he becomes just a normal fucking dude i honestly don't even know that much about michael kane but that doesn't surprise me he seems like a genuine guy yeah he uh, well like he's probably a pompous ass but that's more just because he's one of the greatest actors of the last <laughs> of the last 50 years uh yeah I remember seeing a, a, a clip where he he said that uh, how he decides if he's going to take a script is he, he finds out his character's name, he reads the first page of the script and the last page of the script, and if he's on both pages, he plays the fucking role. <laughs> I didn't know that. But uh, that's, yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. And he is also in this because it's Christopher Nolan and he yep. loves... And- yeah, he loves well, Michael Uh But yeah, go ahead, keep going. Uh, what were you doing? Doing to the description? Yeah, I was about to get into it. But Tenet is, uh, it appears to be, uh, it's some sci-fi. There's not really much uh, explanation for what creates the premise for it. But John David Washington's character is the protagonist that has to basically go... Time travel, I'm not sure. Like, it is not very good at explaining what he has to do or how he does it. Which is why only Christopher Nolan can get away with this, because everyone knows he's just fucking awesome. 
and everything he makes is excellent. And so he doesn't need to explain to you what the plot of his film is. All you need to know is that they're preventing a third world war that could cause basically the end of humanity. And uh, in some weird way, they've managed to make it so that these characters actually move backwards through time at, at one point or another. So that's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, so, well, okay, so what I've kind of pieced together from the trailers, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run it by you here, is that there are, for whatever reason, the mechanic really isn't explained, there are some objects that will move backwards through time. And there is some sort of organization, or like government people, something that studies this phenomenon. And they are the ones that are employing... I don't remember the actor's name. I didn't, but uh, John David Washington. John David Washington. And In case you're wondering, he's Denzel Washington's son. Hey, yeah, that makes sense. And speaking of Denzel Washington, uh, R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman, who Denzel Washington paid for him to study at Oxford University's theater uh, school. I did not know that, but that is that's probably like the most tragic news that we've had recently. Oh, it's devastating. Cuz yeah, if we're going to we'll take a minute to do this because like that he was just like his career was just about to take off. I would argue that it had already taken off. Well, I, I mean obviously that... like he had like Black Panther and then he was just starting to do I mean he was into Five Bloods. He did that movie about being like a cop in New York. Like, I feel like the he was 21 just start- Bridges. I still think that his best role was uh, 42, where he played Jackie Robinson. Yeah, but uh, did he do much work between that and? Uh, he also did the Get Down or Get On Up, uh, where he played James Brown. Uh, he played, ooh, he played some imp- uh, Third Good Marshal. Uh, I think in 2018. Uh, yeah, I think that. Okay, so I think you might be right, but. It was taking off, but it wasn't peaking by any means, I guess is what I'm trying oh, no. to say. Oh, no, he he was still shooting straight to the fucking top. He mm-hmm. was he he was one of the most talented actors uh, working, and cancer sucks. And it just came out of nowhere. Like, no one had heard anything about it. He was diagnosed back in 2016 and still managed no to idea. film... Uh, multiple Avengers movies and Black Panther uh, and like all the physical demands associated with that and it's just wild yeah that 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 one has been like the the celebrity death that really like just kind of took me by surprise because otherwise it was like the last one I remember that like hit me this hard was Steve Irwin because I was just like what like I came out of nowhere Justin, he was 43. Yeah. Which is, like, absurdly young, but I thought he was in his young 30s, or, like, maybe mid-30s. I did think he was in his mid-30s. I thought he was, like, late 20s when he played Jackie Robinson, but he was 35. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that is just crazy stuff. Life yeah. comes at you fast. Uh, that, this is, like, there's a there's been a lot of celebrity deaths, like, big celebrity deaths. This is the one that's, like, caught me most off guard. Uh, and, like, been the most just personally, like... Sur- like, Kobe Bryant was a big one for a lot of people, but I was never a big basketball fan. 
So it yeah, was, I, I wasn't super into sports either. So it was, that was just kind of like a name I heard. Yeah, like that was wild because like it was just something where like, especially with a like an actor, you're not as surprised by it. But the Kobe Bryant thing was because it was a helicopter crash. This yeah. this is just can't. This was just like natural cancer, which makes it so much like stranger. Yeah, yeah, it was just weird. That was that was. I don't know. That it, it sucks, but uh, we don't. We can we can move on because I don't want to make the mood too shitty in here. Yep. But um, uh, yeah, back to describing tenant. Yeah. So, so what I've what I've kind of put together so far is there's the objects move backwards through time. Some organization that like studies the phenomenon, and then there are objects appearing that for whatever reason have led their researchers to believe that there is a impending Armageddon or like some kind of world war three, huge mm-hmm. planetary catastrophic event. Yep. Now that being said, I am interested to see like how, cause they got to explain it a little bit, how the, you know, some objects move backwards, how they know which ones will do it, how some people can control it. And I guess maybe the answer to that is just like, well, we've been studying it for a while, so here's like a very basic control of the thing. But I also, I, I, I don't know how, I mean, I think this movie's going to be very visually cool, like Inception was. But, and I don't want you to hate me for this. I didn't love Inception that much, and I'm worried that this one's well, kind of going to be the same a, way. That's just a bad opinion. I, that's what everybody tells me, but like, it was, it was fine. It's just, I never was, like, usually how I tell if I liked a movie is if I want to watch it again, or, like, if I would consider watching it again, but I just, I don't really want to watch Inception again. It just, there were a lot of cool parts of it, but it was just kind of long for, like, a okay payoff, I guess, but this isn't about Inception. We can fight about that on our own time, um, so I'm kind of worried that's going to happen, but... I I think this will be a very visually striking movie, and uh, now you can you can yell at me. My goodness, your <laughs> your lack of faith in our Lord and Savior Christopher Nolan is disheartening. I mean, I love the Dark Knight trilogy, if that's for anything, but that was what? more like grounded and just like the, I think it was the writing really. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, the writing and directing, but. The well, I believe there have been up to this point there have been nine Christopher Nolan movies. There was the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, uh, Interstellar. No, I never Dunkirk, saw that one. Uh, Dunkirk, Memento, and then two other ones that nobody's really seen. He did the Prestige. Oh yeah, he did do the Prestige. Well, the following, the following is the one. I don't think I've heard of the following. Yeah, that's the one no one's heard of. Yeah, Memento and the Prestige is really good. So he makes I, I like I don't doubt him as a director. I think he's really good. I just didn't love Inception that much, and I got like very Inception vibes from this. But well, that's only I, that's only my concern. I disagree. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I expected you would. I think that I think that this is going to be I well one especially because of the minimal competition I think this is going to be the best movie of the year um, I wouldn't be surprised though if they end up giving the because it's just such a wonky year that they end up like going with the five bloods uh, just to get Spike Lee to shut the fuck up but I think 
I think that the fact that Christopher Nolan doesn't have an Oscar is absolutely criminal. And I think that this is going to be a year where he just runs away with it. This movie, I've been excited for this movie since the start of the year, since I saw the the first trailer. John, Robert Pattinson, we make a lot of jokes about how he's a, a weirdo, but he's an excellent actor. John David Washington, I've liked everything I've seen him in. Uh, Christopher Nolan's writing and direction is always good. I think, I think this is going to be a solid two and a half hour movie. Uh, and I, I hope that I'm not like hyping it up too much before I go and see it, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie. Yeah. And I think hyping it up is fair. Cause I don't, I don't want to say that I think it's not going to be good because I think it absolutely has the potential to be really, really like, it's just one of those things like the trailers gave me no context about anything. So really anything could happen and it has, you know, it has potential I just think that I worry that it's going to kind of be another inception, which I guess is a very, like if, if I've made, ever made a piece of art and someone was like, man, I, I worry that that's going to be like inception. That's probably not a big deal. Yeah. Well, no, most, a good people, thing. most people who hear you say that, uh, would just sit there and say, so you worry that it might be like one of his two or three greatest movies that he's ever made. <laughs> like, did you mean to say the word worry there? Or did you mean hope? And you just messed up. <laughs> because a lot of people I think I would argue that the best movie he's made was The Dark Knight but a lot of people would say it was Inception no I know a lot of people really like it it's just really it wasn't and I don't want to say I didn't because I I didn't I just didn't love it I guess like I thought it was a fine movie I just thought it was overhyped I can understand where you're coming from there because everyone talked about how excellent and just amazing it was. And it probably was seeing it in theaters and I really am upset that I wasn't able to go to like the the 10th anniversary screenings that were going on for it uh, this, this year because of the whole COVID thing. But the... Like it, I I can understand where you're coming from, but I think that it's the way you're talking about it doesn't give it enough credit because Leonardo DiCaprio did such a good job, and Killian Murphy was in it, Tom Hardy, uh, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in there. Like all, just yeah. all the acting was so good. Yeah, it had um, a lot of actors I like. Um, but yeah, I don't. Know. I guess I guess maybe I should give it another try because this is like I did watch it. I think the year it came out. Which was what 2015, 2014? What Inception? Yeah, is it older than that? That was twenty ten. Oh shit! Okay, so I watched this back in high school, and haven't really watched it since. So maybe I need to give it with my adult eyes a try on it. You um, know, biggest surprise for me on his uh, on his record is that Christopher Nolan was not nominated for Interstellar. I thought that he had been. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't see that one either. That's another one. Everyone's like, you need to see it. Well, like, that one. It. That one actually fits. I would argue that one fits your description better uh, of like what you didn't like about Inception better than Inception does because it's like it's very like the visuals and everything about it. Uh, like as you're watching it and experiencing it, uh, it's it is an excellent movie to watch while high. Okay, well, <laughs> that's I'm not allowed to do that anymore. I'm out of out of college now, but maybe one day. 
Um, but Maybe yeah, I'll check it out. Legalize this shit, man. I agree. Get t- text. Call your. Go to your legislators' houses and put little notes in their mailboxes that says "Legalize weed." <laughs> do it put, right now. Put a put a dime bag full of pot in. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, well, yeah, I guess do that too. It seems like a waste, but yeah. All right, we should. Do you have any uh, tenant thoughts that you need to get out? Because we need to wrap this up. Yeah, no, we've been going long. Um, no, that's that's about it. I'm just really excited. Uh, just in review, the uh, what was it? Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler ready for the red carpet. New Mutants was a surprising ready for the red carpet. Uh, Unhinged was trailer trash, and then Tenet is ready for the red carpet. And my prediction for what's going to be the best movie of the year. All right, sounds good. Um, do you have do you have anything you want to you know tell tell everybody about? Uh, not really. This week we've already gone long. If they've listened enough, then they'll know what what to, what to listen for. Yeah, that's fine. You can follow us on Twitter too. Follow just it's the same name. And uh, yeah, cool. Until next time. Until next time. Mm-hmm.